permission to jump in her next swing and pull something out? Permission granted. be with you. I am here in Dundrum shopping centre with my brother. We're waiting on John. We're about to see Star Wars. There's so many geeks here. Like, honestly, people are so weird. Um, my brother's laughing right now. We're about to get sweets and popcorn and Coke. And, um, yeah, I have my top on, my Star Wars Last Jedi one. And, um, Felipe, do you want to say anything? No. Okay. That was the most he'll contribute today to this podcast. So, yeah, tell you guys what I think later. See us. <laughs> okay, so Felipe, which sweets are you getting? Would you fuck off? Hey, watch the language. Okay, this is Mick Jordan outside Cine World at 3 a.m an hour to go uh, driving ahead of me so I'm going to be very quickly ask our regular contributor Chris Buckley who has just seen Star Wars along with myself The Last Jedi what his straight opinion is and be quick okay uh, definitely what I, not what, I was, what I was expecting uh, people who were thinking oh god this is just going to be like a remake of Empire Spectre like oh you are wrong <laughs> yeah, I was sh- I was shocked it, it, Ryan Johnson did some interesting things that I did not expect I think some that will definitely be polarizing to people I personally like most of it a few subplots could have been a bit trimmed uh, the, the runtime was a bit excessive looked amazing I thought I think Mark Hamill um, um, I haven't seen him give such an amazing performance since in any like on screen he's mostly known for his vocal work nowadays but he trumps himself he tops himself from the original trilogy he's incredible and I like just sitting there going jeez he's really brought a lot of raw emotion to the story like I I like I think the, there were like I said a few small issues I don't want to get into spoilers obviously because it's just because there's probably people out here who haven't seen it yet <laughs> well I would say I mean both yourself and myself were big fans of Carrie Fisher what did you think of her performance and contribution in this and the film's effectively tribute to her brilliant like I mean she wasn't in it as much as I was expecting because of the fact like I remember there was an interview with uh, Ryan Johnson where the director where him and J.J. Abrams and Colin Trevorrow who was the then director of episode 9 now it's J.J. Abrams said that the episode 7 was Han's movie this one's Luke's and the 9 was meant to be Leia's oh that's a pity uh, right but, but she did have in my opinion the most I won't spoil anything but the most surprising moment in the whole film for me I, because there's been like I, okay I'm not going to say anything but it's an amazing moment that I did not expect and it really really just sh- to show like how Ryan Johnson overall really did just he decided okay I'm going to do something I'm going to do something completely different <laughs> but overall I wouldn't say it's a perfect film I want to see it again to get a second opinion on it it was I loved nearly every minute of it but there were a few plot points where it was kind of like some moments in Rogue One where I was like oh this could go a bit short this could be going a bit far and yeah that's what I think the thought of overall okay thank you very much Chris and I will be having my opinion to all that on the review next week now I really need to get back to Kells Hello and welcome to Spoilerama. I'm Mick Jordan. And I'm Marina Gorski. And we're going to review today, nearly a week after we saw it. Oh, I never played you back Chris's comments. On Star Wars, which is what I meant to do for the start of this podcast. Well, we... 
anyway, we're going I, to discuss I, Star Wars: The Last Jedi. Yeah. And we should be both saw it on midnight screening at different cinemas. Yeah, I saw it in Dundrum with my brother and Mr. Marina Gorski. And was it packed? It was actually. I'd it say was. so because I mean, what's it? Seventeen screens in how many screens in Dundrum? There was, there is, I don't think it's 17, I think it's 12. Oh, 17 in Sydney World, where I was. Yeah, because they have so. three floors yeah. of cinemas. Uh, and of was cin- it on in every screen in Dundrum? I think it was, yeah, because yeah. we got screen four, which is a big screen, and I was very happy with that. I really wanted screen one, though, because it's a massive screen. And they the screen one was actually 4K. They're uh, all 4K, yeah. I would have thought. I think 4K is standard now, surely. Well, it was a different experience thing they had advertised for screen one. Oh, right. Which was 4K something, some kind of visual thing, I don't know. And I think in originally we had screen one and they had to change us because of that. I think because there was loads of signs saying that the 3D was moved to screen five and something was moved to screen four. And when I looked at our, our um, ticket... It was screen four, so and they had said we moved something something to screen four and something something to screen five due to the four K blah 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 and screen one. I don't know. I didn't didn't make a difference. Mm. But well, but that's the reason because mm. and where they all midnight screenings are thereabouts. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I was in anywhere and it was just occurred to me when I was there. Everyone is here to see the one film. Yeah, like of the yeah. whole screens, and I mean there was lots of people obviously dressed up well, and stormtroopers and. Yeah, I knew. I knew people were. The people were there to see that because there's no film that they show after eleven anyway. Yeah, it's true. That's so yeah, of course. But what struck me was I went to, when I went in because I met Chris in the bar beforehand in Sydney World, and they didn't have coffee. But he said if you go upstairs where do the popcorn, you can get coffee up there. So I went up and there was no one up there, like hardly anyone around. And as I was getting them, the staff were talking. I said, "Yeah, it's going to get because we were here there early. Yeah. We arrived at eleven. It's going to get mental later on." And when we went up to see the film, we had to pass by it again, and there was queues. And I mean, there's about ten rows yeah. of service, and there's queues the whole length. People were obviously waiting five to twelve. Oh, I think I'll get some popcorn. Yeah, <laughs> this is massive crowd of people. And but to the film, yeah, I suppose we should talk about the film at some stage. Did you enjoy it, Marina? I did. I I did like it. That sounds qualified. Uh, yeah, I did like it. I did have a couple of problems with it, though. Um, <clears throat> I think they just how to explain. Like I did love it, and I love seeing Donald Gleeson in it, and I think his bits were very funny. Okay. And they did that very well. I loved seeing Carrie Fisher. Of course. And. Um, Everyone was very, it seemed to be very happy. We all thought they were going to cheer because in the lighthouse, that was the experience we had last year. Yeah. Every time someone from like Han Solo came up or whatever, they cheer and, and all yeah, that Yeah, there's stuff. no reaction to that as well. Yeah. Well, did, they even re- did they even react when it started? No. Okay. That's why I said, John said, oh, they're a bunch of poshos here in Dundrum. Well, is it, they reacted. I was thinking because myself and Chris had been discussing that. We were in separate screens. We were discussing that about what the reaction would be as soon as a long, long time ago in a galaxy. Yeah. Probably he says, oh, there'd be a huge cheer. You probably hear it echoing around the cinema. Yeah. And there was a, a, a sort of mooted, hey, when the certification came <laughs> up. This film has been certified for 12A. And everyone was quiet after that. And I was a packed cinema as well. But it, um, so you were disappointed with the reaction to the audience? Or well, there? no, no, I wasn't disappointed with the reaction. I knew because that's what my brother said when we came in 
to the cinema. We were 20 minutes early. And that was my intention to be able to get popcorn and stuff and queue and blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. So because I knew John was coming in exactly when the film started because he was in work. John's a bartender, by the way, if you think, what is he doing at midnight <laughs> in work? Suspicious. Um, no, only now that you've put pit in people's heads, <laughs> no one gave it a second thought beforehand. No, he's a bartender. So no, he is he now? Out, yeah, he is. <clears throat> so he comes out very late. And so we were in the queue and getting popcorn and all that. And there weren't people dressed up. My brother says, very strange. I expected people to be dressed up. I said, yeah. Maybe it's just because we're in Dundrum and people are posh. <laughs> like, they love Star Wars, but they're not going to dress up. It's nonsense. But then a few, like, literally minutes after we said that, people started taking out their lightsabers. <laughs> and my brother was, ah, yeah, there we go. And then suddenly my brother just, just <laughs> this is my brother, right? He's a bit cruel with his comments. He just goes, you can just tell who the virgins are. <laughs> oh, my God. I said, yeah, <laughs> you. <laughs> Did he say it out loud? Yeah. Oh, all Jesus. these guys. But it's, it was so strange because you see all these men with their lightsabers. <laughs> I just think it was hilarious. But it's great. Like, I had yeah. my T-shirt on and everything. And my brother said, oh, you're so cringe. <laughs> I know. He's a teenager, guys. So he gets embarrassed with his family doing anything. Yeah. So, um, no, it was an... <laughs> this is why I went to Sydney World and not to Duntrum with you guys. <laughs> so, um, no, I really enjoyed it. Um, towards the end, though, I can see my brother and John, who are not used to staying awake until three in the morning, kind of trying to keep their eyes open for a little okay. while longer. Um, and myself included, I was kind of like, oh, stay awake, stay awake, stay awake, because we were tired. But, and that was one of the things that annoyed me is some bits in the film took a while to develop. Okay. Like the the whole, what you call, um, that force that was around the ship and the fuel running out. Yeah. And all that, that was just... Oh, going, yeah. Going on and on and on. You're kind of like, yeah, okay. <laughs> I think, well, I think so too. I think a lot of it, it was, for, I was shocked going in when I realised it's two and a half hours long and it's, Starting at midnight. Yeah. And I had driven all the way out there from Kells and knew I had to drive all the way back again. So oh, I, I was going to... stay in Tepelo. No, I don't want to stay anymore. So... Um, could have stayed here then. I could have, but I wanted to go home. <laughs> but, well, I actually, uh, that was only... It was the concept of it that was bothering yeah. me. Because I was even when I was driving out to it, I said, what the fuck am I doing? <laughs> Why don't I just see it tomorrow? But I'm glad I did. Um, I was more conscious of that the car park was closing at three o'clock or rather was once went over 3 a.m. You had to pay more for parking. Oh, right. And the film was finishing at half two officially. And yeah. then, of course, with ads and trainers, I came out and it was five to three. And so I still had to, had to interview Chris. Oh. Now, as it turned out, it was fine. It was good. Yeah. Um, but I was I was surprised. I wasn't tired to it. I thought, oh, God, I might start dozing or something like this. No, wide awake, fully alert throughout the whole thing. Uh, but I did find a lot of it was not even padded it just it just didn't cut it enough this seemed far too long yeah and one thing that struck me now i think a lot of people are praising it for this whereas i didn't like it was the whole bit on the island with luke and ray was so much an echo of empire strikes back 
with Yoda and Luke. Yeah. And I remember thinking, as soon as it started, I said, as soon as he says, I will give you lessons. And I said, oh, no, because this is always the part that I don't like in Empire Strikes Back. I always think of Empire Strikes Back as the best one. And then I put it on and say, oh, yeah, we've all that crap with Yoda to deal with. <laughs> it's just boring and bombastic. And I was saying, apart from that, it's the Skellig. It's this beautiful part of Ireland that you're yeah. seeing and seeing around, beautifully presented. And I'm going, yeah. It would have been far better if she just arrived at the island and said, Luke, we need you for the revolution. OK, cut out about 40 <laughs> minutes of the film, rather than all this in persuading her and so on. Yeah, that was one of the things as well. Like, <sighs> I like I, I loved seeing Luke. And yeah. I thought it was sweet. And he, he the actor is actually such a great guy. Yeah. And it was fun and all. And, you know, all the references to Yoda and all this stuff. But I thought it just, it was too much in her trying to find herself. Yeah, it's all too ponderous. Yeah, stuff. and you're kind of like, can you try and find yourself quicker? <laughs> <laughs> well, this, well, but ironically, from all that scene, like this one of the first things Chris said to me afterwards, and hopefully it's at the start of this podcast, was how good Mark Hamill was in it. And I thought that as well. I said, yeah, he's never been good before. And he's really good now. Yeah. He's just a really good performance as Luke. He's very moving and emotional and the whole thing. So, oh, that's, speaking of emotional, um, as I said to last night, Ferdia, Ferdia McCann around me last night, and was that one of the first things he says, have you seen The Last Jedi? And I said, what did you think of the Mary Poppins bit? Did you see Harry Potter's bit? He meant when, oh, I could be giving something away. Okay, I'll I think I after. remember that. Yeah, I think the one you're thinking. What, that you're, well, we won't discuss it because we have to be very careful of spoilers of this film. Yeah. But watch out for the Mary Poppins bit when you go and see the film. Yeah, I think I know it. <laughs> I, 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 I'm kind of remembering I said, it. I said, oh, I know what he means. And no, I did ask him that. We discussed it. Everyone okay. now said we have to go and see this film to find the Mary Poppins bit. Um... But apart from that, as I said, that whole Skellig Michael bit as well, I did feel a lot of it was, and this is what people complained about with the last one, it does still feel a lot of rehashing of the old film or homage or whatever. Yeah. As it, they shouldn't be doing that in this. It should be moving on yeah, all like, the time. Yeah, like it's fine with The Force Awakens when, you know, you're coming back yeah. to the films and it's like nostalgia and all that. So you bring that kind of in, you know, you tie it in with the new story. But now we're on to the next one. Move on. Keep yeah. the story going. Because we know it's Star Wars. Like, you don't need to keep homaging it. Yeah. You know. Well, that very just, is. It's the story. Just let it flow. And I, I don't know. I just, and I thought as well it was too, sent, not sentimental. It was just too romantic at times. Kind of like, yeah. it was just too, like the whole John Boyega thing with the girl. Yeah. You know. I know and that's... at the end, it was just like. Let him go, and you know when he was going towards the, that light, that that thing that was oh, yeah. there at the end, and I was like, "Yeah, go do it," and then suddenly she swoops in, and you're like, "No." <laughs> we leave it at that. Oh yeah, no, I'm not going to give it away, but I'm like, "Oh, she's actually quite." Now, haven't done this in a while. She was my annoying character. Yeah, I'd say she's going to be in it a lot. Yeah, I get the impression that she's going to be a main character for the future that they're establishing her. That's, and it irritated me a little, I think, but it wasn't so much her. I said it was just the sort of slot she was 
put in. They created this slot for this character to be witty and like almost a witty sidekick that wasn't particularly funny. Yeah. Um, but having said that, there was a lot in it that was funny. I can't remember it straight off, but I do remember being very amused about it. And what struck me about it was the writers of this know how to do humour in a film like this, as opposed to George Lucas in the yeah. Phantom Menace and those yeah. are the three prequels. There was all this really forced jokes in it that just were so bad. Whereas this, it's a natural flow from it. Because that's the thing about the film. The film flows very well. It still yeah. is too long. It really is too long. But I think they're just doing it, it to be long. Because yeah, that's what I feel. There's a know, certain amount of that because the last one wasn't that long. I no, it wasn't. The last hours. one was grand. Yeah. yeah, and I don't know. I just thought um, it, it was. It just got too yeah, too romanticy, and you're kind of like mm. even with Ray and what's his name, Kale. <laughs> oh, um, <laughs> Kale. I know it's not Kale. The pilot. No, no, no. Um, the guy who's not bad or good, he wants something different. The main guy who was the bad guy the last time. Uh, Isaacs. Yeah. Yeah, I can't remember his name. The film. It's I something like Kyle or... I think it's Kyle. Something like that. Um, even him and her, I didn't know what to think about the two of them. There wasn't an established relationship between them. Yeah, and yet it seemed to imply that there was. Yeah. So uh, I was like, where do they stand? I, I can see that he liked her and he wanted her to join him as in let's get rid of everyone else and start over. But then she, I, I don't know. I felt a bit weird with every scene they were in. I was like, yeah. what to think, what to think. I just say that's what struck me about it was I didn't think much of her in this. Not the actress. I thought the performance was fine, but the character was just, and again, because she spent most of her time trying to convince Luke to come back. Um, whereas the last one, she was a lot more dynamic and proactive yeah. in it. Um, whereas he, and we can't remember his name, but Mr. Isaacs, I forgot. Is his first name? Oscar. Is it? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, he was good in this. I think he's just, a, he's a great actor. He, he has is. a great personality yeah, that really comes across. Well, he's and striking he's as yeah, well. And that's what I felt from this. So I liked him in it on that basis. But, oh yeah, and completely different pump. What did you think of cinematography? Because I thought some of it was really good. Oh, yeah. Echoed, no, I liked that homage bit of it. Yeah, I thought it was beautiful. I actually mm. thought the Irish bit was gorgeous. Oh, yeah, it was stunning. Yeah, So gorgeous. that was, for me was very unsettling. Like, I've never been Skellig Michael, but I know it well. And I know the Iron Isles. I know Ireland, like, yeah. basically. I know what it looks like. So it seems so strange to see these aliens yeah. there as well. You're just going... No, they wouldn't be there. Then, but I was actually just waiting for someone to appear <laughs> out of the out of the blue. What are you doing there? <laughs> Can I get an autograph? Yeah. <laughs> this is what you know anywhere in Ireland. They always Hello? have someone back row going. Hello? Can I get an autograph? Hello, you okay there? <laughs> you lost <laughs> filming. A film. <laughs> is that what you? What am I doing? What's lacking up there? <laughs> but remember, what were the little cute creatures? Were they porgs? Yeah, or and they just look so weird on Skelly. But they just look so out of place on that island. That is so because everything else in Star Wars does feel otherworldly, whereas yeah. this is so clearly Ireland. Ireland yeah, and <laughs> everyone, and because we're watching it obviously in Ireland and living in Ireland, yeah. when you recognise it, you're kind of like, yeah, it's so strange. <laughs> because you know when you see, I think bits of what was it? Um, 
Tatooine, I think, and other films were filmed in... In Tunisia. Uh, yeah. No, I don't think it wasn't. I think it was actually in the American deserts, you know, the right. canyons and stuff. Okay. I don't think they'd had the budget to go to Tunisia <laughs> at that time. And, I, like, it's like seeing it and saying, yeah, that was filmed only, like, around the corner or something. It's so strange. Yeah. Well, but um, it, well, I mean, because he's living in these stone houses, yeah, which you know were built by monks <laughs> 800 years ago, and, and they're destroyed in the she, she at, one, at one point. She fires a blaster and blasts a hole, and says, "That's eight hundred years old." And then after you stupid it, girl, it didn't. Re- they didn't really do yeah. that. I'm pretty sure they haven't destroyed Skelly Mike, but it does look beautiful. But I was thinking of scenes um, with um, the chief villain. What's his name? Snoke. Oh yeah. yeah, and the he's big red. Strange. Oh yeah, he's strange, but the big red. Yeah, background. that was that really, was really nice. good. Like that was Star Trekish yeah. from the sixties. I like that, and also as well, there was one or two scenes. There wasn't enough of them, of where um, Donald Gleeson is giving orders or something, and there's a long line of stormtroopers standing around, and it's this mm. big hangar thing. They used to have that a lot in the original Star Wars films, and it was really effective these big epic and because they were really there yeah so I was feeling that I said oh when you need more of that that was the quality of yeah. Empire Strikes Back from Return to Jedi and so on these epic crowds of people and I really like one of the reasons I love Star Wars is the fights yeah and I thought there wasn't many like I know the first at the first few the first few bits I loved when they were trying to attack yeah the big ship where Donald Gleeson was and all that stuff I loved that bit but then with them attacking the rebellion you were kind of like because it took a while towards the end at the end no 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 the whole film while they were trying to get to that ship and there was this huge force around them that obviously you couldn't get in but the fuel was running out and that's the only thing they'd come back to the fuel is still running out (laughs) yeah (laughs) there was a lot of that and Um. all this stuff and you're kind of but I wish there was more fights like the first like the the Force Awakens. That's what I loved about Ridley Scott as well. Not Ridley Scott. <laughs> Daisy Ridley. Ridley Scott. <laughs> what the hell? No, That's sure what I love about sure, Ridley I'm Scott. Sure I'm mixing Blade <laughs> Runner now. As Ray, yeah. eighty-year-old man playing this twenty-year-old female Jedi. It works somehow. See, I'm mixing Blade Runner as well. You're, you mixing, know, Ridley, you're mixing Ridley's. It's nothing to do with Blade Runner. <laughs> Harrison Ford, you know. <laughs> Anyway, um, Rid- no, I was going to say Ridley Scott, but Daisy Ridley, um, in the first one, and John Boyega, it was so much more interesting. Of course, he was a strong stormtrooper as well. Yeah, his turning over and all that, and I just thought that was so much cooler because there were there were actual fights and yeah. running aways and all this stuff. Oh yeah, there were proper well, this one was battles. very still. And well, that might have been deliberate because again, they're trying to make the films different from each other. I would say. That, so the last one was all that action, fighting, running, battles, Yeah, but I think this one they were so trying on. too much to be philosophical. And yeah, and like, that's, that's what I felt as well. And that's why I didn't like all the whole... Because, again, they're trying to echo Empire, I felt. I thought they were also echoing Jedi. Yeah. Um, in one of the battle scenes, which we won't go into, it just seemed a complete rehash of one of the ones from Jedi. But running out of time, there's one thing I really wanted to get to. What did you think of Carrie Fisher in this? And how she was portrayed in Leia I liked it I think you know she was kind of the chief there you know commanding everyone Mm -hmm. I just thought she looked like she actually looked like the voice of wisdom in it yeah like it was just too much old lady-ish I didn't feel she was empowering enough okay 
Um, you know, it just looked like she was just sitting down all the time and just giving orders. Yeah. Rather than doing something. I don't know. It's just... I'd agree. She normally is really cool. Like, even on Force Awakens. Well, she's barely in Force Awakens. Well, still, yeah. she was there, you know, um, towards the end, I think it was, when they were on land and they were being attacked, I think. She was doing much more. Yeah. You know, there she was just sitting around. Well, she was, no, she, I disagree. She was being assertive enough in she, that yeah, she was overriding like, Isaacs and so on and... And when he and you think he's in the right, and it turns out no, he's not, yeah. and things like this. But what I felt, so I thought she was good, but it really felt like, and I think this was the intention, it's developing her into something else. And Chris had mentioned to me afterwards that the intention originally was that the next film would focus on her, that uh. this one focused on Luke, the last one focused on Han, and episode nine was going to be more about Princess Leia. Uh. And obviously, it's not going to happen now. So that was a that's a real because sh- I did think she was very good in this. Again, it's they're coming into their roles. So yeah, and it was a feeling of I think it's a good way to go. And that's a good, good swan song for her, particularly it's the most famous role she's ever had. And it's the final thing. But it's niggling to know, oh, if only. Yeah. <laughs> Obviously, we, we prefer her to live for other reasons yes. than that. And um, because I just love her as a writer and as a wit and everything else. But. At the same time, it would have been a wonderful tribute to that. And but at the same time, they didn't force it on this one. They didn't. They could because obviously when they were putting it together, she had died at that stage. So they could have embellished her role or something, which I think would have been forced and hackneyed and yeah. destroyed the film and her. So I think it was good in that. But uh, yeah, okay. no, I mean, it was OK. I just I don't know. I, I think the whole like I enjoyed the film. I know we're mm. talking about it. And it sounds like. Yeah, every it. review of her so far is doing the same, and then they're all saying we loved it though. Yeah, because it's Star Wars. Yeah, um, it doesn't matter how bad it is. I still love it because there are films from uh, before that are not great. The first three. Yeah, and I don't think I can watch them again. Oh, I can. Me and John do it sometimes. We we have like these marathons where we watch all of them, okay. and it takes us ages, like basically two days, <laughs> and we watch them all over again. And I like them, but still. You know, um, I, I liked this film. My brother loved it. Not loved it. Liked it. We all liked it. And I loved Benicio Del Toro, actually. Yeah, I did. And I didn't. I didn't like that he had a lisp or something like that. Because it just seemed this forced characteristic. You know, he's got... And everything down there. I said, oh, that's going to get really annoying after a while. And I would like to see more of him. I think he will be in the next... I hope so. Because there's no point to them. Yeah, well... I think he will because there's no point in throwing in that character there, really. Yeah. There's no Well like, because he was very briefly in it, really. Yeah. But it's a very well defined character. Yeah. Apart from a bloody lisp. Um so yeah, I hope he'll be in it again because I just like I, I was they I, might for, be I in forgot. it and they might explain the lisp. I don't care how they explain <laughs> it. I don't want it. It wasn't and it's not even a lisp, it's just a voice mannerism at the end of every sentence or something. Uncanny. Thank you. Okay, so we're going to wrap it up there okay. and give our scores. Yeah. Um, possibly, And our final film of the year as well. Yeah. Because well, we might see something else before the end of the year, but it'll be our final review because next week we're doing our review of the year. Yeah. So on the final film of 2017, what's your marks out of 10? I think I'm going to give it a seven and a half. 
Maybe a 7.8. <laughs> no, we're not going into decibel. We've already gone to the tens. Um, yeah, 7.5 because some things did annoy me and I think it dragged out things that didn't need to be dragged out. You know, they could have developed it a bit better. But I loved it all the same. And I love that it was Ireland in it. And Carrie Fisher. And I love John Boyega. I think he's a brilliant actor. And okay. he's a great person. I love Daisy Ridley. I think she's gorgeous. And, you know, Chewbacca was in it, which was nice as well. So, and Donald Gleeson. Oh my God, Donald, my bestie. Okay, you're going to list the entire everyone, cast. Mark Hamill was good too, yeah. just to, in case he's feeling left out there. Um, no, I loved everyone in it. It's just the story itself. I had a okay. few problems with, but it was great anyway. And I'll just give it three and a half stars. Okay, we leave it there. Because <laughs> you've said it all. Okay, thank you for listening. I've been Mick Jordan. And I've been Marina Gorski.